Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. Hey, welcome back, guys. Another episode of Anchor Mom. So happy that you could join us. Okay, so mm. of course, you know, like Instagram's really popular yeah. and mm-hmm. selfies. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're still working on our game, like our selfie game, and like <laughs> specifically our sexy face game. We're not great at that. Um, well, some of us are better what, than others, I should say. Yeah, let me interrupt. Okay. By mm. we, you mean me. I mean, I mean. Ingrid basically has, like, you could say any emotion face, like, Ingrid, be serious, and she would nail it. Mm-hmm. Ingrid, be sexy, and she would nail it. Ingrid, be grieving and she would nail <laughs> like literally anything you could think of ingrid can do well you the know face i'm a, I'm a thesbian do you know this no yeah she's an actress i'm a former i'm a former high school i did not know thespian. this drama yep. sometimes yes. she even sings if yeah you know, i've I, oh i did know that you sang but i don't think i put it together that you were in drama musicals oh, like you know you like acting oh. anyways doesn't matter um i can i can coach you if okay. you want, we can take lessons. And um, I kind of did try to coach you the other night. It was Karen's birthday. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, so naturally we used it as We're gonna an excuse take some photos, to, right? like, go out for a drink. Oh, yes. We did that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you wanted me to take a picture of you. You, I like, were begging. You no, you were, like, begging me. me. You were, like, so, please take my picture. Let me just say, I was not there because it was a school <laughs> night. You guys were not working the next day, and I was. Oh, no, you were out of town. Was I? No, you were you going out of town. No. We were going out of town the next you were day. Tired. I was working the next day, and then oh. I was going out of town in the oh, afternoon. Oh, wait, you bailed on us. That's yes, right. I did. Oh, but that's so right. I, um, there has been a lot of discrepancies in the following story, in which you are about to hear, because uh, <laughs> Ingrid claims that Karen's sexy face ideas were with Karen's idea, and Karen claims that Ingrid. Either were, way, you were okay. you were encouraging but the sexy faces. But here's what's funny: Why in the world would it be my idea? Because I can't do it. You guys, I have one. Smile. I have one face. That's it. <laughs> it's a good I one. I can't do anything else. It's a good one. You That's nailed it. that one. I, I can't do anything else. Um, so there was like a hundred photos that followed <laughs> Ingrid trying to grit. Yeah, and like, I'm like trying to do these really awkward faces, and she's like, no, mm-mm, that's not it. Mm, no, no, nope, still wrong. I no, think I, I literally bad. was like, like, no, try it like this. And yes. showed you. And Ingrid's like nailing it. And then I, <laughs> and so this is my question, especially to all these young people. Do you practice in the mirror? Yeah. No. Uh, I, I think I it's don't either know. in you. I need to start doing that. It's either in you or it's Are you have it? You have it you or you it don't. You got it or you don't. Sorry, I can't yep. teach those. Mm. Um, no, anyway, it was really funny. And so when we had our photo shoot for launching Anchor Moms, the podcast, mm-hmm. for this, 
we also had a photographer who was telling us suggesting faces, and of course Ingrid's nailing them. And we go back and look at the photos, and even our boss was like, "Karen, what are you doing? What here? is that? Like, what is going on? What are what face are you making?" There's a so Friends anyway, episode that's like this. Where, so we'll yeah. we'll post some of those photos though, because it is kind of funny. Because I pretty much embarrass myself because no, I just every time please. I try to do anything but like my go-to smile, I just it's just what a is failure. it? Let's see it just really quick, just for us. My go-to right. smile. Yeah, do it right now. Let's see it. Mm. Yep, that's yeah. it. That's, yeah, the, that's the, the only one I got. That's it. That's we got it. Face. I yep. kind of like hear this like ding mm-hmm. when you smile. Well, like what's that. funny, Chuck. really quick story. When I was in high school, you know how you take your high school photos, yeah. like your yep. senior pics, mm-hmm. whatever? And so the guy recognized this and goes, okay, can you do something different? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I've only got this. Like, this is all I got. And he, so he literally, you guys, I mean, this is like the Life Touch guy. or you know, I don't even know, like the, the company that does them. He literally said, okay, let's do this. Start frowning and then very slowly go to a, your normal smile. And so he took like a million pictures in between of me between my frown and my normal smile, which of course none of them were good because, you know, I don't have any other. Do, ha- do you have any of those in like the I old should collection? I should, I should dig back. Okay. But anyway, it was hilarious. Well, well we promised to post um, Karen's yes. sexy face pictures. I mean, uh, lack thereof. Well, we can do like thereof. a whole montage. Just my awkward photos. There are a lot of them. Because I don't know how to do it. There's anything. a lot of them. Okay, our first article for today. Let's get to the news. From the news desk. This one is from USA Today. Uh, Out of the way, helicopter parents, bulldozer parents, mow down their child's every obstacle. So you may have heard of a helicopter mom that kind of like hovers on top of their kids Mm -hmm. and and tries to fix everything that's going wrong around them. The bulldozer parent kind of is one step ahead of them. They just basically bulldoze, snowplow, lawnmower. You've probably heard all these different terms. Uh, They mow down these obstacles in their children's way to make their lives easier, to help them succeed more or less. Um, So, for example, parents will get involved if a friend maybe wasn't nice to their child. Even writing a text message to that friend, this is what the article is saying here, or they call school officials to complain if their child didn't make a sports team or get a lead role in a play. I mean, perhaps some people listening... Maybe you are a lawnmower mom. Do you guys think you're lawnmower parents? So I am not. I almost wonder, worry if I'm too far the other extreme. What is the opposite? They'll figure it out. Like, well, they'll be okay. You know, just how you kind of just let them go and let them do their thing and let the chips fall where they will. And it will build. And I do think, I do think it builds character. This like is painful for me to read some of this because. Think about it like the things in your childhood where you did fail or you didn't make that team or you Mm -hmm. didn't win the game or, you know, you got a bad grade. Mm -hmm. Those are what makes us us, right? Well, and I think that builds us. Yes, I think that's the point of this article is that the concern is, is that with all these bulldozer parents, what does that mean for the future of of the kids coming up right right now who will never have overcome any obstacles. It's been mm-hmm. in the news. Remember that Felicity Huffman case or right. that Lori yeah. Loughlin yeah. case? Yeah, this like, article mentions that. Right, yeah. very specific. Those are those, of course, those actresses who dream. Right, who paid money to have their kids' SATs proctored or to get them into these, you know, high-level schools. It's it's definitely a thing right now. But, like, you don't want them to be so discouraged that they give up on something at the same time. So how do you find that balance of, like, helping them a little bit, right. kind of paving the way enough so that mm-hmm. they won't give up on maybe a sport or like deem themselves as not smart mm-hmm. because they start making bad grades. I'm not saying do projects for your kids, but there are I'm sure other ways that you can help them without being that bulldozer mom. And there's got to be a ha- there's got to be a happy medium, I'm sure. And I think a lot of it too is how you talk to your kids, your relationship with them. 
you know, telling, explaining the ways to be confident but not overly confident, you know, all of those things, successes, failures, you know, teaching them character, I think. My mom was definitely not a bulldozer parent. And I will just say that. I mean, were your parents no, helicopter no. parents or bulldozer parents? I feel like parents? this is a newer thing, Maybe a right? generational I thing, I think it's yeah. a newer thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I think for generations, for centuries, people have probably been trying to, like, make it pave the way for their kids. But I will just tell right. you, I think it really helped. I mean, I, I think it really helped me and my adulthood just the fact that in some ways my mom was very hands off. I mean, she never she barely looked at like my report card. She didn't care whether or not I made the sports team. It was like she had too much. She was a single mom. So I think she had way too much going on in her own life to sort right. of worry about me, you know, making the lead in the school play or making the soccer team. And now I sort of appreciate it because I think that's what builds character right. in kids. Right. I think you just have to do it at the right time. Like, obviously, your mom knew, like, when you were at that age that you could handle all those things. I guess. She's not doing that when you're, like, four. You so know. do you know somebody who is an adult now who was raised with parents who were bulldozer parents? Do you know any? Can you think mm. of, like, how that might impact an adult? You know what I'm saying? Like, you – um don't know how to pick up after yourself or... I definitely know of some people like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like like your mom is doing everything for you, so you don't ever learn how to do those things. I mean, think about how many like teenage boys go to college and have never done a load of laundry in their life. Oh they gosh. don't know how to cook. You know what I mean? Like just I, Those are stereotypical examples, I, but they're probably kind of real at some point. I totally just remembered that one of my roommates in college, get this, okay, we're at college, you know, right. away from mm -hmm. home. Um, she had a car on campus and did not know how to pump gas because her <gasps> dad always pumped gas oh, for her. Gosh. Oh, gosh. She was wow. like, Katie, I don't, like, so you get out of the car. Like, what What's What do you, like, here? what do you do? Like, which button do you push? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Th think back to freshman year of college. Now, mm -hmm. now I'm remembering all yes. of these moments where I'm like, you don't know how to do that? What? Are you crazy? But aren't you all glad that we had parents who let us yeah. explore these things? And maybe fall down but figure it out right yeah. and I do think I told I mean I don't know because I do feel like River is much too young for me to be a of bulldozer course. parent right. or not a bulldozer parent but I I by the way I totally understand the temptation because you love your kids so much right. that you would do I mean you do anything for them so I think maybe the harder part is not becoming not being a bulldozer parent in some regards right it's like you just yeah. want them to succeed and you feel such empathy and sympathy for your kids that I think it's really incredibly difficult seeing them go through difficult things the temptation to solve their problems if you can is probably really difficult and karen's little girl just learned how to walk and i was like the helicopter mom remember the other <laughs> yeah, day <you> she like <laughs> stands up and i was like oh and i like run over there i'm like oh wait what if she falls in karen's like like two feet away she's like no no no, she's fine she'll just fall she's fine <laughs> yeah. like she's fine and she was she was fine yeah and i also think too that comes with more kids obviously yeah like, like by like, the whatever third kid you're like she's fine she's fine you know if we lose one it's okay we still have two oh, more stop stop <laughs> i would never lose one of my children i don't think except for that time like just last weekend right oh okay never mind oh that did happen i know that did happen but he's found now <laughs> All is well. <laughs> Ingrid's well. face right now. I don't even know what's um, happening. No. Let's uh, let's move on to mums. Mums of the what is it? What are we calling it? Mums the word. Mums the word. Okay, mums. Mums of the what? Yeah, mums mom of the world. Mom brain right there. Uh, okay, so one of my greatest pleasures in life, you guys, 
is reading. Is that, oh. is that like, is that dangerous? Nerd, is that nerd alert or You're what? You're so crazy, Katie. Crazy nerd Katie. alert. Crazy Katie. Um, I just can't so, believe you have time. So I don't remember I know. I, I, people are always like, come on, you're in love, you don't have time. Do you, I mean, this is what I do. I don't watch a lot of TV, which is ironic okay. in the business that we're in. I replace any time that, like, most adults would watch TV. I like to, I like to read. That's I great. Read. That's like great. before bed. Like before bed. If I get, like, if River's napping and I don't, by some miracle, have a million things to do, I literally will crawl mm. into my bed and read for, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, that's awesome. You're great, yeah. Katie. No, I we mean, should all great. look up to you. You're we should well, all try to be a little bit more like you're, Katie. Do you want to be the win of the week, too? You're, I know. You're welcome. You're you, welcome. Katie is the win of the week. Really. You're welcome. Just basically um, being you is the Okay, win. stop it, both okay, of you. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> so I just read – so I read a lot, and one of the books um, – and sometimes uh, sometimes I really enjoy the books, and other times I don't, obviously. Um, but this one is called um, Evie Drake Starts Over. It's by Linda Holmes. Um, and I just, honestly, it was like the perfect mix of, it's like a little romance, it's like a little comedy, it takes place in this like little town in Maine, she has like a romance with a baseball, a former baseball player. Don't give it all away. I know, she's widowed. This is fiction? This is fiction. That's true. I don't just read books about my, about, you know. My Parenting or whatever. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I do. Um, so I highly recommend it. Um, I download it on my iPad because then it's just easy. I can just take it wherever mm-hmm. uh, wherever I go. But anyway, Evie Drake starts over. Linda Holmes. Um, it's just, it was good. I mean, like I said, I read like a, a maybe two books a month, and this one really stood out That's to me. That's good. Also, yes, That's a lot of books. You, I'm re- remembering now that you lent me a couple of books when mm-hmm. I was traveling one time, and they were excellent books. Oh. So just so you know, you should listen okay. to Katie when it comes to book Guys, I once okay. had a boyfriend break up with me in high school because I read too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a true story. I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? Well, he wanted you to do something else in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to our next news story. Okay. So, <laughs> just flows right into this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, four Reasons I'm Not Having a Third Kid is the name of this article. Um, and I just kind of wanted to bring this up and talk about this because I think it's a, a um, really timely issue for all of us. Katie has one kid. Ingrid has two kids. And I have three kids. So, it's always fun to kind of see where we are in our families and our lives and how, how we're doing with the number of kids we have. Um, if that makes sense. And so this article talks about uh, the reasons why you would or wouldn't have a bigger family. And one of the lines I highlighted was, anyone with more than two kids deserves a national holiday. Okay, Karen, you got it. Preach, <laughs> preach. But you, you have two it. kids. You get one, too. No, more than no, two kids. I'm not good enough for a national holiday. Oh, more than two kids. I thought I it was two I have, like, a state holiday or something. Yeah. You get a national one. Hmm. Um, anyway. So it talks about the the reasons why this mom in particular, the author here, uh, thinks it's better to have a smaller family. And I agree with all of these. It's cheaper. It's easier to find help. We can travel more easily. And it's easier to give one-on-one attention. Yep, um, so I thought those were all really good points. And I just kind of wanted to get your perspective on this. Now, I have all – I come from a, a big family. Uh, you know, my, my um, parents both had a lot of siblings – and so I love the idea of a big family. You're one of? I'm one of three. One of three. Um, I love the idea of a big family, though, and I know it's hard right now, but I love the idea of a big family when they're older. I know. I love watching my relatives, my cousins, aunts and uncles, everybody, when when their kids are grown up yeah. and seeing the bonds, the family dynamic, I just think is really, really cool. And mm-hmm. having those people to be with your whole entire life. So to me... Like, yes, my life is very crazy right now with three little kids, but I'm hoping 
that the bonds that they have and being siblings, being raised in a, a family with three kids will be fun down the road. Does that There's make sense? some sort of payoff. Will right, be worth exactly. it for you. Yeah. I th- feel like this is me, basically, this article. Yeah. I have two kids, and right. she's like, I don't know about a third. And everything she says makes total sense, like, logistically – you put two car seats in the back of your car, like things Done. like that. It's Don't so need much a easier. Yeah, um, but and out of all of these things that she lists, the one thing that like gets me is the last one when she says it's right. easier to give one-on-one attention. But she goes on um, and talks more about you know spending special time with those kids and mm-hmm. remembering those moments and that sort of thing, and that. You know, I just had my second child, so I was like grieving that one child dynamic when I was pregnant and now that I have two I'm like oh I can do this you know like mm-hmm. I get like right. how I can share my love um, but I, I I can just imagine the more kids you have the harder that that becomes um, but I am one of four children and right. I have never not felt loved by my parents and I've never been jealous of love towards my other siblings, if that makes sense. Right. So then that makes me hopeful for those of us who have multiple children that we can mm-hmm. still have the the intimate connections with our kids, even if we have more than one child. Right. Um, but, you know, Katie only has one, so this this kid is spoiled oh with my Katie's gosh. love. But I also, know. and Katie, just so you know, I have, have to include my husband's favorite quote. Which is? One is like none, two is like ten. I know. That's what scares me. And I do I agree with that. Ingrid, what do you think? You should totally be scared. I'm not going to lie to you. It was crazy hard at the beginning. It was hard. It, it was is. very hard. It it's getting better now, but it was really hard. Yeah. I don't know. You know, uh, we talk about having a second kid all the time. And there are so many <laughs> so many pluses and there are so many, uh, I don't know. It's just, it really, it really, really scares me. And I see you guys do it and you guys pull it off so effortlessly. <laughs> No, it's true, but I, um, so here's, here's like sort of where, oh, are you brushing your shoulder off? Oh, that was, I had some lint on my shoulder. Oh, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the thing that scares me, so I, you know, I have just one sister. My mom passed away in my early twenties. Um, and my dad, I love him, um, has, we just always have not had the best relationship. We're in a good place now, I should say, but we haven't always had the best relationship. So it's really just been my sister and I through everything, uh, I'm going to get choked up just talking Aww. about it. I know. Um, and <clears throat> so I can't imagine my life without her. And that's the thing is even when Brian and I were talking about having a second kid, the thing about River is if she is an only child, like who is she going to have? Like exactly. when she's like changing my diapers and Brian's in a nursing home or if like something were to happen to us, like I just – I can. it feels like such a disservice to her not having another kid. But at the same time, guys, I – you guys know this. I'm like – I mean – I like my time. I want to lay in bed and read. Like yeah. I want to travel. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to like be done with like a lot of this baby stuff. Baby stuff. And so it's kind of like um if we're going to do it, it feels like we should do it sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. But it's also just totally overwhelming. I hate being pregnant. I hated being pregnant. Yeah. I need to say that again. I hated being yeah. pregnant. I'm with you. And thinking about going through all of that again. And then I think it's such a finite time that I should just bite the bullet and we should just do it because, I mean, River brings me such immeasurable joy, but at the same time, like, I'm not going to lie, man, having kids is really hard. Well, and also I think it, what is also hard as a parent is like, you don't feel as if you're lacking anything with this one kid 
as right. in I don't feel mm-hmm. like I have to have an additional kid to love more because I'm missing something because right. of course you wouldn't think that you have so much love all of your love for the kids who are in front of you so it's weird it's a weird thought to think that I, I need to have these other kids because I really don't is this like a I, I don't know. Right. But I, th- I think of it as like each kid I love so much, but it's just like a bonus. Like then you get another kid who brings you so much joy and who you love so much. And then another kid. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like every time you have a kid, yes, it gets harder, but you get your life gets so much fuller. Does that but also just so much more complicated. Right. I oh, just yeah. want to be honest and real. It just gets so much more complicated. But I will tell you, and this is just something we're going through right now. Um, so Henry's having a little bit of a tough stage just behaviorally. Um, and then, you know, sometimes if we're, you know how you got our, I, Ingrid, I'm sure you're there too sometimes with Hartman. You know, they're, they're boys and they can be crazy and you want to pull your hair out. And then just the way that our kids have been spaced out. Then I go downstairs, and that's uh, Bennett's sweet time at night. Once I put the babies down, and I'm kind of, like, at my wit's end. And then Bennett is, you know, she's just at that age where I love this age, nine months. Oh, it's amazing. She's so sweet. She's toddling around. She smiles at you. Every single thing you do, she thinks is the greatest thing ever. And it's just, just like, the the, exactly what I need in my life right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for that third kid. Yeah. who kind of just is there at the right moments, doing the right things. And I just, I'm like, I'm so glad that we have three kids because I feel like I would be a little bit off. Does that make sense? Like, I think you just have to find the right balance for your family. And for me, I don't know. It just feels but like But you had your place. first two kids so close together. It's right. almost like Bennett is your second child. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Because our first two are basically like your twins so almost. Yeah. But anyway, I don't well, know. I don't want to discourage hard. you, Katie. I mean, I think that it's um, it's going to be it's going to be a lot more difficult. It's just going to be. But you have as long as you prepare yourself for it and know that you can handle it because you've done it before, then you can you can do it a second time. Right, and does, some things are so much easier. Well, right. After the first I mean, one. right. There's you know the learning curve isn't as steep. Right. Exactly. Like now, I like know about the stroller. I know about the car seat. Like, I got the, like, sleepless nights down. I know about sleep training. I got the breastfeeding. And and honestly, that, I mean, it's, the hard thing is just the balance. It's just the balance is hard. It's Mm -hmm. doing both. It's just, Mm -hmm. that's the, that's what's hard. You know how to do everything else. It's no problem. Right. Well, there's no wrong answer either. Um, So one more story for today. Ooh, it's cold in here. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, let me put on my, my Snuggie that I've had. Right, right. um, So wait, that's not a blanket. That's a Snuggie. You don't wear it as a Snuggie. Oh, do you want me to? Well, that's the point of it. We might have to take a picture of you in the Snuggie. Oh, don't worry. And post it. I've had the Snuggie for 10 years at every TV station I've ever worked at. I was going to say, it looks a little grungy over there. I wash it once a year. (laughs) Um, So this is an NPR story, and it's um, the study shows freezing office temperatures affect women's productivity. This is not a shocker to uh, to anyone if if you're a a woman and you work in an office. Um, So basically what they're saying – the battle for the, the thermostat is being waged in offices and homes across the U.S. And so they did a study, and basically um, as the temperature went up, women did better on math and verbal tasks in this study, and men did worse. So in other words, again, this is like not earth-shattering. Men do better in colder temperatures, and women um, uh, do not perform as well. So uh, we work at a TV station where it is, I mean, am I wrong in saying this? Freezing. Frigid. Don't is look that, at that. That's not that right. True? That thermostat's not right. It says 71. There's it's no not. way it's 71. It's like, it's like 61. 
my hands are freezing. Yeah, my house is in the low 70s, and I don't have to wear blankets But also, around. let's talk about the studio in particular. Yeah. They... So they have this, like, big claim. I hope the bosses are listening. <laughs> um, they have this claim, and it may or may not be true, that um, we have all this equipment. We have these huge lights and all this equipment, and that because of all of that, you need to keep the studio. And, I mean, it's like Antarctica. Um, if I were a production person and not on camera, I would wear a snowsuit every day to work. Yeah, um, So, right? So the studio is freezing, but also so is – so is the, the newsroom. Room. Cold. Yes. Yeah. In fact, I mean, all of the women have a coat on their chair to put on all day. And everybody walks around mm-hmm. like it's right. like a known thing. Like, oh, you're cold. Why are you even like bringing it up? Because we have this is like a thing. Everybody. Knows well, you know, why don't you just turn on your space heater? Yeah. Should we tell the, the space heater story? Are we going to get in trouble? Well, I don't know. Maybe it'll help. They confiscated the space, space heater. Literally like mm-hmm. swooped in in the Overnight. middle of the night. And Which like, is hard to do since there's someone here at all hours. Since right. there's someone here 24 hours a day, they confiscated them and put them in a, an undisclosed location. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we warned you. You weren't allowed to have these. It's a fire danger. And now they're ours. Which maybe it is. And maybe they're right. But, but I'm still cold. I know. But here's the thing, which is what our, our ammunition for getting the space heaters right. back is that we don't do as well at work Guys, when it's cold. Yeah, ratings have they, plummeted right. since, they gave, <laughs> since they took our space heaters. Think about how good this podcast could be if we weren't freezing if right now. If we were warmer. warm. Mm. But what is yeah. that? I, I do kind of – I our um our digital person actually thinks that it's, like, a sexist thing that they keep uh, – that this like that they keep, like, building <laughs> so cold. That it's, like – They're, like, favoring the men of yeah, the Yeah, like, they're trying to, like, keep the women down. Right? I think – I don't know – because it takes more energy to, like, be alive when you're shivering. Like, it takes your energy <laughs> away. That's what you're trying. When you're shivering, your also, body's trying to warm up. Also, Ingrid's, like, shivering in her seat right now. Like, I am. I, I mean, I have, go- I have goosebumps all the time. Yes. It's like a general Well, and, you know, and I'm I know curious, people though, are, like, rolling their eyes listening to this podcast. And they're like, oh, I work in an office building in summer, and it's also freezing in my yes. office building. So I think other, other people deal with this, not just people at television stations. I'm, I'm not, sure. But yeah. I, just, I just it's fascinating to me that there really is a study, and it really does show that women are too cold at work. I'm photocopying this and posting, posting it, all it all over. over. Mm. But what are they going to do? If it's a fire danger, they can't let us have our uh, own. They, they can turn it up. increase the thermostat. But what if the lights start just going okay blowing in the studio because it's sounds, because it's because it's now like, seventy degrees. This in sounds there. like you're back to your breast pump story about it <laughs> exploding <laughs> in Europe. Well, that was last podcast. So um so they at the least they could do is just turn up the thermostat in the newsroom. Fine, right. I'll freeze yeah. in the studio. That's cool. I'm cool with that. I think maybe the men the men will sweat, and you can see that on oh. air because you're like sitting under these lights. We had a former anchor here, his big guy, and he would just be sweating all the time. Just sitting at the desk. What about at your house? Brian and I are constantly at war about the thermostat. We're, we're pretty much on the same page. No. So are we. Uh-uh. Yeah, sounds like a no. personal Why? Like he, because he's like hot. Oh, my God. He, he seems like a hot nature Do you person. know that before I met Brian, he kept his house. This is a true story. At 62, 62 degrees. What? 62 wow. degrees. That's expensive. And expensive? Yeah. It yeah, is expensive. expensive. No, no like summer. in the winter. 68 or 62 degrees and the summer I have no I don't I don't I can't tell you but I'm sure it was like equally freezing so I was always cold always freezing cold and then as soon as I got pregnant with my first kid ever since then I'm always hot what even post pregnancy Mm -hmm. it's like my whole body just shifted when I had a baby you know I even when I was pregnant I was never like hot I kept waiting for that to kick in like thank Mm -hmm. god I'll finally be warm no I was Mm. still freezing when I was pregnant Mm. were you pregnant during the winter 
Like summer. Uh, so I, she was born in June. So I mean, I was so a little bit. So you but didn't it was have early. the heat of summer. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm just. I'm that was never good hot. planning. Oh, we pregnancy. did it on purpose. I was really I'm telling about you, the I've been pregnant during the middle of winter and the middle of summer, and middle of winter is so much better. Yeah, same. Yes. I've done both too. Same. Yes. Oh my gosh, a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Yes, like well, literally plan it. And I'm not even kidding you. It's awful. You planned it? No, I'm telling you to. Oh, if you're you, recommending? You, yeah. Um, if you try for number two, I'm just saying that the heat of the summer to be nine months pregnant is probably the worst thing you could possibly think of in your entire life. I don't know if I go that far, but it's not I don't fun. know. I, I would go that far. That's not fun. And because you already have a kid, and what do they want to do in summer? Play outside when it's ninety <laughs> degrees, and then you're nine months pregnant. Not only do you have to move your body off of the couch, but it's also I so understand. Hot. So this is a true story, real quick. Um, when we had Ella Ray, it was we were living in Boise, Idaho. Wait, at the do time. you usually tell false stories? Did it, what did I say? You had to you tell a true, a true story. story. So usually they're not true. Oh. Got it. Okay. <laughs> no, they're all true. Uh-huh. Mostly. Yeah. Right. Um. Anyway. Uh, so we, I, her birthday is May 31st, so we had her, and Boise is usually not really that hot, you guys. It was a record heat wave. It was over 110. What? Yes. And you guys don't have air conditioning, right? We did not have air conditioning. We were in an old house in, like, the cute downtown section. No air conditioning. It was 110 for a week. (gasps) What did you With a newborn. It was awful. Um, it was, it was literally, it was so hot. <laughs> My sweet mother-in-law, I remember, was visiting one day, or was visiting for a couple of days to help out with the new baby, and had this great idea to make, like, a tomato tart or something. What? Um, well, she was trying to be helpful and, like, you know, make food for us, which was really nice. Like a tomato dinner. pie. Like a tomato pie, do you yeah. Know about these? I do. I just They're think good. that's, like, what an odd thing to, like, well, all of the things. you know, she was coming up with things. A tomato to- tart. Okay. Um, but anyway, she turned the oven on. Oh, no. And no, no, we no. didn't even think about it. I, it was like a sauna. Oh my gosh. And you guys know she was a week or two old and it was I was trying to nurse her. It was so and so oh, we turned yeah. we literally had to <laughs> we literally had to crank up the window unit in one room that was the, we determined the coldest room. Yeah. And all three of us, my husband, myself, my mother-in-law and the baby just sat in that room for hours and hours. I had to nurse her in there like everything because it was the only room that we could get like a little bit cold. Did you all sleep in the same room? No, we didn't sleep there, but we just, like, hung out like, there. It's like I the Waltons are, like, Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny, though, because I was we waiting for you to so... say sleep in the same room, but you no, just No, we didn't sleep, but it was, oh, my gosh, you guys. Yeah, that's awful. Be- well, oh, did you eat the tomato so tart? Hot. We did, but then we were like, okay, no more cooking. <laughs> no good? more cooking allowed. Yeah, of course it was good, but it was just. No more you, tomato tart. You, you cannot use the oven when it's one time. And when was the last time you made a tomato tart? <laughs> well, you know I don't cook, so I've never made a tomato tart. Let's get back to the tart. Send over that recipe. Send over the recipe never, for the never, tomato tart. Never, never mind about you dying from heat exhaustion and your newborn who was also dying from heat exhaustion. What about that tart? What? Where can we get the recipe for this tomato tart? Let's talk about that. Oh, my goodness. Was so it tomato season? I mean, there's so many questions. <laughs> okay, moving on. This Wait, kind of I thought we in. were done. No, oh. I've got my win of the week. Oh. Win of the week. <laughs> Which leads right into it because um, I can't cook, especially tomato tart. But here's my win of the week, you guys. Okay. And you know I am about, we've already had the conversation that I don't um, give my kids organic food. Uh-huh. 
But so we had this big discussion about feeding the baby and baby food. Anyway, win of the week. Guess what we did? You fed her organic? Well, we do sometimes use organic now, but we made our own baby food. I'm bowing down to you right now. Wow. Who has time to to make their own baby food when they are both working full time and have three kids four and under? Somehow we did it, guys, and I'm just so very proud. And, like, and what was listen, the impetus for this? Like, what were you— So, well, Gregory suggested it, and so here's the thing. Bennett just—she does eat a lot. She's tiny, but, man, she just packs it in. And so we started <laughs> We started adding up, and also, you guys know this. I'm, I'm th- I don't like to say cheap, but I'm thrifty. You're frugal. Okay. Frugal, yes, and so is Gregory. So we start calculating and realize we're spending about 30 bucks a week on Bennett's solids, mm-hmm. baby food, right? And so we realized we could spend, cut it down to $5 a week, which is a pretty wow. big cut if we bought frozen veggies and just did it ourselves. So we, and we made, like, it was one of those things that I was like, this is going to go terribly. This is going to take too long. It was actually a great, like, somehow, like, turned into this great, like, marriage exercise. I don't know. It was know. like a date. It was like a date. Oh, my. Okay. Listen, Wait, it started, were you drinking wine? Uh, probably. Probably a beer. No, well, then, yeah. well, then it had been a date. Perfect. Yeah, date. but all the Done. kids were in bed. It was like nine fifteen. Nice. Um, and so nine seventeen. Nine twenty three. Very specific. We um we figured out this like we got this like method going and we were like working together. And so what did you put the baby food in? So we okay so we had the frozen baby food. Gregory steamed it okay. in like a steamer thing yeah. on the oven, right? And so then when it got soft enough, we then used a blender uh, to puree it. Right? Did you? Was, did so you have pure- like a recipe? No, we just winged it. There's no recipe. It's just vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. You just winged it? You mm-hmm. don't put anything mm-hmm. in it. So, well, I mean, we added a little water. Um, so we pureed it, and then we had to, like, switch out the blender device to the other, like, the regular blender. But we, like, got it down to, like, a science where, like, he was washing this, and I was doing this. But what would you put it in? You're still not answering my question. Oh, just so take it to daycare. Oh, we put it in old glass baby jars. Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah, what ba- I was thinking. Like the baby food yeah, jars yeah, yeah. that we bought at the yeah, store. Yeah, um, So we put it in that. We froze some of it. We labeled everything. Anyway, the whole thing took an hour, cost $5, and had baby food for the whole week. There you go. So there's my win. Wow. I know. I, Who am I? Time to feel guilty now. I know. I, how much did you save? 25 bucks a week. I'm just going to spend the 25 Yeah, totally. I mean, I mean do kudos it. to you, but like, oh, I just... Oh. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was a, uh, some work, but I just have to say we I feel like you can make it fun. You know, it was kind of fun to just hang out and do it. And I mean, that's probably better than like watching a Netflix show together or something. So, well, yeah. I mean, we do that sometimes. Too, but, but I mean, like that's more yeah productive, productive. Yeah, like more creative date night with Karen and Greg. Right. Yeah. Maybe we should start a new segment like suggestions about date nights, making baby food. Mm. Not a bad idea. Yeah. I don't know. I got nothing else. All right. All right. All right. Okay, so no, let's do this together, guys. Get okay, ready. subscribe, rate, review in that order. Subscribe, rate, review. Got it. Okay, got it. Hope you enjoyed. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.